Blog Talk Radio. Y'all, welcome to Let's Chat. How are y'all doing? Hey, T. Hey, Lisa, girl, how you doing this Thursday evening? Girl, it's the first official day of the summer. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> I don't know. It's been hot down here. I thought the summer started a long time ago. <laughs> I see. Just, just, just rub it on in to see you up in our no- cool in the normal areas. We welcome summer like around 6 a.m. this morning, so whoop, whoop. <laughs> you talking to somebody that was having snowstorms in April. Girl, please, I'm ready for the summer. <laughs> I'm so happy I moved to Georgia. It get hot, but I got air conditioning and no snow. I'm good with that. <laughs> Well, welcome, first day of summer 2018. We are excited, can y'all tell, even though Leisha has been experiencing some heatness already. (laughs) Woohoo. Yes, honey, yes. But nevertheless, I am excited. We have two fabulous guests that are coming kicking with us in the chat room on today, Keisha Smith and Arthur Avery Good. Now, Keisha, I met her at the AANBC Awards, Uh and she did a snippet for me for What's Hot um, in the Literary World. So for all of those that don't know what that is, on Facebook I started a group called What's Hot uh, in the Literary World. And then on my my blog, I always try to do What's Hot in the Literary World and post people stuff. So Uh when we go to events, Sometimes it's hard for us to do live interviews, um, especially if we don't have, like, a table or a designated area. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that, like, when we use our 
our little uh, recorder. It's uh, it's a lot of background noise. Yes. And so I said, okay, what can we do different? You know, what can we do different? And so I said, I'm going to just start recording. And so I asked the author to say who they are. I asked them to say um, who they are, what they've written, their social media. And at the end, I always tell them, with attitude, say, I am what's hot. I had to change it mm-hmm. because it was too long. And uh-huh. so instead of saying I am what's hot in the literary world, they would say I am what's hot in literature. And, I, you know, that's what I do. I love to promote, and that allows me to be able to um, play that so that I can mm-hmm. share it on social media and people can, that's part of word of mouth. You know, your promoter promotes, um, they start word of mouth. Readers start word of mouth. That's how word of mouth gets started. And so mm-hmm. I said, well, now when we go to events, we're going to be asking people to give small snippets where they're basically, you know, this is me, this is who I am, this is my social media, and I am what's that. I had Wahida and um uh, Y'all, make sure y'all go back. I got some more stuff on my camera mm-hmm. that I um I haven't uploaded yet. Okay. But it was yeah, you, you had a lot going on. It was exciting. It was like actually being there, getting to see and meet the the various um, authors that were there. So that was a good thing. I like that touch. Yes, it was. It was. Fun. I always have fun. I've been. We've been going to the AANBC Awards since uh, since the first one. I can't believe mm-hmm. we've been going that long. But um, wow, it's a long time. I always meet the dopest people. Yeah, I always meet the dopest people um, when I go. So, well, no, not, maybe not the first one, maybe like the second one or something like that. But I always, mm-hmm. we always meet dope people whenever we go. And so mm-hmm. I always have a good time. I always meet good people. That's an experience. Mm-hmm. It is an experience, and it's a great experience. And like you said, um, that word of mouth has legs, and those legs can come in the form of any type of sharing, whether it be social media or talking about a book or just picking up something new. You know, that's always a great mm-hmm. way to meet different authors. And not just authors, but mm-hmm. artists as well. And that and that's what we actually do here on this chat. Leisha and I, as y'all can always tell on a Thursday when we come in the chat room, we act like we don't have new people up in here. We see you guys. We want to welcome everybody. But just to let the new people know, and sometimes it's a refresher, that, that what we do here on this chat is we celebrate literature and not just literature, because if you guys go into our archives, we've had all types of guests that have come to the chat room. We've had authors, we of course, because Lisa and I, we are bona fide readers. We've had publishers, producers, actors, lawyers, politicians, any walk of life, they have come to the doors of that chat and given us some of their special, special time. And we so appreciate them for doing that. But we celebrated life in a royal way. And our show allows everyone to interact and in a fun, intimate, and friendly environment. We get to hear the passion of our various guests that have come to the doors, and because um, you never know where you may be, our listeners in a, in a point in their life where they're touched and they may be on a in a standstill, and you get to hear those those passions that drive other people and just make peak your drive and get in, make you get into your lane. So we thank everybody for tuning in, 
As you see, Alicia and I, we are passionate about uh, what we do. Check out her page. Check out my page. Follow us. We have a lot going on this summer, Alicia. We are just getting started. So welcome, everyone, to Let's Chat this Thursday evening. Yes, I, and I, I'm glad that you said that because I do. I love what what we do. Uh, I love meeting mm-hmm. new people. And our, our first guest that we have, she is very soft spoken, but she is very dope and doing some very dope things. And I'm excited mm-hmm. that she was able to take time out to come and kick it with us and be able to talk about her different projects and her her books and all the things that she has going on. Um, we're gonna take a brief break. We had a fabulous guest in here last week, Jay Raw. <laughs> yes, it was. It was live, girl. <laughs> Yes, it, it was it was live. So we had a fabulous guest in here, and we're going to play a little bit of his music. Okay. Um, I don't see it. Blog talk? Um, Which uh, one are you looking for? We have so much music, Leash. We have been so blessed with this musical library that we have. Shout out to all the, yes, shout out to all the independent artists that sent us music on a regular basis. We appreciate you guys. Oh, here it is. All right, we're going to get you a little bit, a little taste of Jay Ra. He, I haven't gotten his release date yet, um, but when he mm-hmm. his album is released and he gets the release date, He's going to come back in here and talk that talk with the ladies of Let's Chat. So I'm excited about that. We're going to say congratulations mm-hmm. to him. Here's a little taste of what y'all can expect. J.K. did the beat, man. Super soon, I'm from the struggle, now we don't relate. No, Thirteen was off the porch, you joined out hella late. I was really in the field, you live behind the live gate. Behind the Murder, I done like that real, not that out of state. Banana clips, I lay holes and get bathed in it. You talking crazy, I lay holes in your house and rape. Everything you got at home, you got it on a plate. You super soon, I'm from the struggle, now we don't relate. You super soon, I'm from the struggle, now we don't relate. I'm hating when I'm real and I know you fake. I'm from the field where it's crocodiles and got a snake. Drop them off where I'm from and then probably break. Where I'm from, a strong survive, you don't get no break. Looking freaks like they woke, like they wide awake. Well, let them tell it, I know real killers and fellas. Who doing life behind them bars? Ain't no coming home. When it rain, you feel the pain. Ain't no Georgia Ain't no Georgia. No trees for the shade, this is for the home. Molly Perkins said, hey, dog, we sold that. Gay, this shit tight clothes, we ain't on that. Where the OG, where the leaders at? Mama rap, trap stories, we ain't feeling that. Where your traffic, pick a fit, suburb is where you house at. We silver spoon up from the struggle, now we don't relate. Thirteen was off the porch, you joined out hell late. I was really in the field, you live behind the gate. Murder, I done like that real, not that out of state. Banana clips, I lay holes and get bathing naked. You talking crazy, I lay holes in your house and rape. Everything you got at home, you got it on a plate. You silver spoon up from the struggle, now we don't relate. Hey, no. No, we don't relate. No, we don't relate. Bro, it's gonna be a classic when I drop my tape. Uh, Florida boy, you are the nigga Gator Bait. Shark food, little nigga, and T-Yon, the Rock. A lot of these rappers, borderline gay. They do that up there, but down here they can't. We all ride it, yeah, yeah, we a size it. Catch them slipping, let me gorge where we hide it. Been down the county, get me dirty, lock me down, we ate. Talking, talking tribulations that will make me great. 
you feel like talking to a bitch with bad body weight. You not solid if you send your boy to spell straight. We don't kill you, make it strong, homie, and that's a bit. That flaw ish, that suck ish, I would not respect. And in that rapper talking about they finna kill. Bars this, bars that, you got the skills and get a deal. We super spoon up on a struggle, now we don't relate. 13 was off the porch, you jumped out hella late. I was really in the field, you live behind the gate. Murder island like that real, not that out of state. Banana clips, I lay hoes and get bathed in it. You talking crazy, I lay hoes in your house and race. Everything you got at home, you got it on a plate. You silver spoon up from the struggle, now we don't relate. You silver spoon up from the struggle, now we don't relate. 13 was off the porch, you jumped out hella late. I was really in the field, you live behind the gate. Murder island like that real, not that out of state. Banana clips, I lay hoes and get bathed in it. You talking crazy, I lay hoes in your house and race. Everything you got at home, you got it on a plate. You silver spoon up from the struggle, now we don't relate. Silver spoon up on a struggle, now we don't relate. Thirteen was off the porch, you jumped out hella late. I was really in the field, you live behind the gate. Murder island like that real, not that out of state. Banana clips, I lay hoes and get bathed in it. You talking crazy, I lay hoes in your house and race. Everything you got at home, you got it on a plate. You silver spoon up on a struggle, now we don't relate. Yes, that was J. Raw. I'm excited for oh. him. I'm proud of him just just to be able to experience um, him, his passion for what he does. So I'm excited for his opportunity. Before we bring in our first guest, I do want to do a shout-out and a happy birthday to Big Meech. He's 50 years old. So happy birthday, Meech. And we have our first guest, fabulous Keisha Smith. Okay. Hey, how are you? Hey. I'm great. How are you, ladies? We are good. Thank you so much for joining us this evening, Miss Keisha. Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> yes, it was so nice meeting you at the AANBC Awards. For all of those <laughs> who do not know you, they're not aware of your fabulousness and your pen. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your literary journey. Okay, um, again, my name is Keisha Smith. I'm the author of Where Silent Secrets Live. I'm also the founder of Crown for Purpose, nonprofit organization, and I'm the founder and owner of Gone and Beautiful Online Store. So basically what I do is I'm committed to helping survivors of sexual assault move beyond their pain into their purpose. I help them transform their lives. Um, by empowering them, equipping them, and building them to basically crush their fears and they like their purpose. Um, my goal is to help them build their faith to no longer live in shame, but to be unapologetically who God created them to be and on their voice. So, uh, we're solid because life basically is my story of um, what I went through and experienced from a sexual assault standpoint, but it's, the story is told from a child's perspective. Yeah. My, journey, my journey started up um, in 2012, I actually wrote um, Where Silence Secrets Fly, my daughter. I didn't know. I was basically sitting at home just journaling, and then I realized I had literally wrote a book. I sat on it for a couple of years, and finally I was like, okay, you know, what's my next move? What am I going to do with it? Um, and God basically gave me the instructions to do it. I've done it, and the rest is pretty much history now. Oh. Absolutely. Now, how was the process for you um, 
writing that book and going back and tapping into those feelings? Um, it was very trying. Um, I dealt with a lot of anger. I did. Um, I think she's breaking up. You're breaking up a little bit. Say that one more time. So, me going back to actually write the story, I dealt with a lot of anger, a a lot of unforgiveness. It caused me to look side-eyed at a lot of people, um, and it caused me to deal with a lot of emotions that I had suppressed and put in a box for so many years. So, it actually caused me to basically face my fear of dealing with the situation and actually processing and going through it. So me writing the book actually caused me to cope and actually deal with it and move past it. So writing was my escape mm-hmm. for what I had to Wow. Mm-hmm. That's empowering. This is Tony um, Keisha. We got to try to remember to introduce ourselves because we all, we always felt that we sound alike. But in addition to that, how how difficult or how challenging was it for you to actually write this from a child's perspective? It was it was very challenging, and the reason being um, for me as a child going through it and dealing with it, um, adults are really not good listeners. And one of the Uh things that I used to hear a lot was, girl, go sit down. Or parents sometimes, you know, kids are kind of pushed to the side sometimes. Um, And their voice is is silent, although it may be a cry for help. A lot of times it's like, go sit down, be quiet, go play, go do your homework. Nobody's really listening, Um, Uh which is very hurtful for a child because you're, you're trying to talk about something or open up about something that's very important. But mm-hmm. you're losing uh-huh. your voice while trying to do it. Or there may be, well, you don't know what you're talking about, or nobody believes you because you are a child. So it was mm-hmm. it was challenging, but it was very eye-opening, especially for me as a parent, because I had to go mm-hmm. back and say, okay, well, am I doing these same things to my child, or am I leaving the door open for my children to come talk to me if this is something they're experiencing? It caused me to do a lot of self-checks. As a parent, mm-hmm. wow! That's, now that's I powerful. have a question because you said, "Yeah, you you wrote it as a child." So, how old were you when you experienced this? I actually started experiencing it as early as eight. Um, the last time I was actually sexually assaulted or raped, I was eighteen. Wow! Um, so for me, it started out. It started out at a young age, and I'm very free to open and talk about it, but I had actually been sexually assaulted and raped by a bus driver, um, family members, um, a classmate. So mine, unlike um, other survivors, mine was kind of a long-term thing, but it was from various people, so it wasn't like it was a one-time thing. It was male cousins, female cousins. So mine is was on a whole different scale. Mhm. Wow. This is this is Tony. I have to commend you. Go ahead. I, I'm sorry, Lee. For you to come out as, and sound as strong as confident as you do after experiencing so much and for so many years, uh-huh. I, I just tip my hat off to you. 
Well, thank you. It was definitely not a, a easy journey at all, mm. especially when you're silent for so many years. It definitely was not easy. But thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Now, this is Leisha. My question is, how was your relationship with your mom during this time or with your parents during this time? Um, during this time, me and my mom, we actually have never had a very solid relationship I wasn't very open so um as a younger child I couldn't go to her and talk to her about it um one of the times she was made aware of it and she did not believe it um and another time she was fully aware of it and just chose to turn her head the other way I love her she has passed on but our relationship was always kind of rocky um, I'm an only child, so I'm a daddy's girl. Um, and my the last time that it actually happened, I was able to talk to my dad about it. So mm-hmm. that was a big relief. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. It's so important to have so someone what? that you can go and talk to. It is. Have it is very important. important. It is. Mm-hmm. It so is. if you could give... Uh, someone listening, um, possibly going through the same issues or, or knowing someone going through those issues, what are some of the things that you would tell them? The first thing I would tell them is to speak up. Um, do not be concerned about who may be hurt behind you coming forth and telling the truth. Um, definitely find someone that you can confide in, you can talk to, um, Journaling was always good for me. I did a lot of journaling. But the most important thing to do is to speak up and let your, your allow your voice to be heard. Mm. Wow. And, and and this is, you know, as a mother, it's hard to, to even fathom that, that this happens, even though it happens every day. Um, but as, as a mom... It's just it's a hard thing to swallow. Like I would be locked up. Like right. <laughs> like it, it, it would be going down. Yes, it definitely is. He's a boy, but I know that people do things to boys, you know. And right. And I tell them I don't care. I don't care if they told you they was gonna kill me. You better tell it. Cause I guarantee somebody gonna get killed, but it ain't gonna be me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You are so right about it. I have four um, four kids. I have three boys and a daughter. And my oldest son, he's 16, and I have an 11-year-old. So we have a lot of conversation. Um, and, of course, for me being experienced, and I, it caused me to keep them at a young age very sheltered. I wouldn't allow them out of my eyesight. I had to see where they were. They couldn't spend a night at family house. It caused, caused me to be very guarded. But as they grew older, we started really having the conversations, which we have a very open relationship. But by me being able to have those conversations, they know if something happened, your mama either going to go to jail, she's going to catch my mama going to catch the case. So it, to be able to have that relationship for them to feel open enough to come talk to me, it, it means a lot because there are so many kids that are experiencing it and they feel that they can't open up one adult or they can't go home and talk to their parents. Um, while, school, while school was in this year, I actually went 
um, to a school and I spoke to some students and I actually had a girl come to me and tell me, and I wasn't even talking about um, that topic, of course, it was not, you know, something that we were allowed in the school to talk about, but to hear her tell her story to me mm-hmm. and then three more other girls reached out. I'm like, these babies are sitting here in class and they're smiling, but they're hurting and nobody has even noticed that they're hurting and they can't tell anybody. That was like one of the most heartbreaking things for me this year too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dealing with the so it's that very absolutely to have to have that conversation and have that open door to talk about it. Now, this is Lisa again. Now I have a question because you have four children, and I know that you're, you growing up into a woman was very traumatic. So when it came down to you um, um, having children and confiding into your uh, your better half, how did you bring it to to him? Um, did you did you tell him? Did you not tell him? Well, actually, me and my husband, we have, have a very open relationship, and I think I, we've been together for so many years, I think we had the conversation very on, because even when we started dating, I was still fairly young, and there were a lot of triggers for me. It was like certain things, certain sounds or smells, or if I was at a certain place, um, or I see certain things, it will cause me to literally break down and I will go back into my box. So it took him to actually be able to listen to me and understand, okay, I know I can't say these words or I can't touch her here or if she smells this, this is going to set her off. So for him, it took a lot of patience um, and actually just being able to listen and understand, you know, what I was going through or what I had been through. Mm-hmm. So it was difficult in the beginning, but as we grew together, he became, you know, aware and understanding, understanding of it. Wow! Wow! Um, and most men, that's 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 a commendable because you know you you know, it can easily go the in the other direction where I don't have time for this. This is not my problem. I'm out of here. You know, it can easily or this is too go much. That other yeah, this is too much. I can't I can't handle all of this because most of the time when we get into relationships, everybody is broken in the beginning. And you right. know, sometimes other people's brokenness is more than the others. And so um mm-hmm. most men emotionally can't handle something uh, of that capacity. So for him to mm-hmm. be able to 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 understand that, be able to communicate with you and be patient with you during the process of you healing is is very, very commendable. Um, yeah. Now, when you decided to sit down and say, I want to do something about this, I want to do something about what's going on, um, tell us about your different um, – Nonprofits that you have going, and and how you created those nonprofits. Okay, so um, when, for me, for the book, what actually pushed me to actually do it, um, I was actually having dinner with another lady, and while we were having dinner, she opened up and shared her story with me. And the story, her story, was so heavy for me, I didn't think I could carry it. 
So I remember calling my husband. I was actually out of town, and he came to me, and we talked about it, and he, you know, was there for me during the moment, and I realized, you know what, I have to do something about this because too many people are suffering in silence. So when I got back in town, that's kind of when I just hit the ground running. And I actually started out with Flawed and Beautiful, and Flawed and Beautiful basically is women empowerment, and it's helping women understand their worth, um, embracing their flaws, whether you've been sexually assaulted, if you suffer from domestic violence, or if you dealt with self, low self-esteem, um, childhood molestation, whatever you may see as your flaw. So Flawed and Beautiful was created to help women embrace their flaws and be the best version of themselves and understanding their worth. Um, so for Flawed and Beautiful, it was very important for me to make sure women stop comparing themselves with others and just really embrace who they are, flaws and all. Crown mm-hmm. um, Purpose, that's my baby. Crown <laughs> Purpose is set up a little bit different. Um, it does deal with the sexual assault for the women. Um, it addresses education and coordinates different aids and relief to women um, on all levels, um, regardless of their income status, um, any type of status is pretty much to accommodate and help every woman on any level that she's on. The UR Warranty is the Youth Leadership and Self-Development Program, so it basically teaches them lifelong leadership skills um, and, again, self-development. But it also helps them with college prep, financial um, financial literacy, and job readiness. Oh. Youth program is a little bit more in-depth because it caters to the to the youth, but it also deals with bullying, teen suicide, self-harm, um, sexual assault awareness as well. And then the last piece to none, the path of purpose, is a term with purpose. And it's basically just a community outreach where we serve the homeless. Um, we deal with mental health, entrepreneurship. Um, we provide care packages for the homeless, um, sack lunches, you know, whatever, depending on the season, you know, if they need blankets and different things like that. So Crown for Purpose kind of touches everybody in a different area. Mm-hmm. How do you have time to do all of that? And you have four <laughs> kids, you're, you're, you're writing, you're... <laughs> girl, I'm right. tired. Just, I just got to zap my energy just here. <laughs> hearing all you're doing. I have an amazing support team. Um, my husband, my kids are very helpful and hands-on. If I'm speaking or doing workshops, they pretty much, you know, help me. I have a wonderful assistant. And, again, I have a really great team that believes in the vision. So I get a lot of help to get it done. That's so important. <laughs> I pray the love. Wow. <laughs> wow. Good for you. Now, this is Tony. I just want to ask you, um, Keisha, that um, with all you've gone through since such a very early age and all the things that you have accomplished on this journey of yours, what would you say was the biggest revelation of who Keisha Smith really is, your strongest virtue that you have come through with with all of this? I would say mine would be Mine would actually be get, getting the strength to actually speak up and to help others. Um, that's that's like my morning talk, knowing that I can get up and I can help empower someone else or 
um, a woman that has been sexually assaulted and she is literally can't find her way, being able to be that breath of fresh air to let her know she's not what happened to her. Um, she can pick up and she can mm-hmm. move beyond that pain and actually walk into her purpose. That's, that's like the highlight of every day for me, being able to encourage mm-hmm. another woman to come forth with her story. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. And for the children as well as, that you touch when you yes. speak at the various schools, because that's, that's yes. so important and so needed. Yeah, definitely. And I love, of course, I have four kids, but I love three kids. So, and they are so, with everything that they go go for on a daily basis, to see them mm-hmm. still smiling and, put, and to push through, not knowing, you know, what they're doing with their home is it's amazing to see the strength of the kids. Huh. Wow. Now, I just want to go back. If I want to know if. If you could go back to your 17-year-old self, what would you tell yourself if you could pick up the phone and just have a conversation? <laughs> I've asked myself that a lot. If I could go back to my 17-year-old self, um, I would definitely tell myself to stay the course. Some things I probably would do the same. I really wouldn't even say that I would change the course because if I change it, then I wouldn't be who I am today. So my 17-year-old self, I would say don't quit. Understand who you are, know your worth, and don't apologize for being you. Don't allow yourself to be uncomfortable to make others comfortable. Mm. That's deep. Don't allow yourself to be uncomfortable to allow others to be comfortable. Right. I love it. So do you mm-hmm. see yourself turning your book into a movie? Like I could see this on Lifetime. Like I could see this something being able to be able to visually bless others. I actually have something in the works for it. I have been offered um, an opportunity to do that. So, yes, it will definitely be on film. Mm, and that's something that's much needed. Yes. So I'm excited about the project. I haven't actually spoken or said anything about it because it's still in the works. But it definitely mm-hmm. within time next year it should definitely be, be on film. So I will mm. keep you ladies posted and make sure you're there for the premiere. <laughs> Oh, that's exciting. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Absolutely. So you got movies, you have your nonprofits, you have your book. So if we were sitting here um, in 2022 and we were talking about the things that you have accomplished, um, what are some of the additional things we'll be talking about? Um, additional things I would definitely be with the with the youth program. I would actually want to see that expand a whole lot more, um, not just in the state of Georgia, but I would want to see it expand across the states and even international. Uh-huh. Okay, speaking into existence, that girl. <laughs> That's right. <Yes. laughs> Yes, 
definitely speak into existence because although it's a lot here um, with it, but in other countries, it's, it's worse. So I would definitely want to be able to get to the drink and help. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow, that's awesome. So much, especially with children, so much in the news these days. You know, you never know where they're coming from, and like you said, they're coming from right. all over the world, all over, all over the world. And who knows what and what type of conditions they're all fleeing. So I'm sure it can right. be much needed worldwide. Yes, I totally agree. Absolutely. Now, what, what, what position? I know your husband supports you, but what? Does he play um, a, a large part in your nonprofits in the different um, goals and things that you want to accomplish, or is he more so? Um, how do, how is his support for you? I know he's very supportive, but does he work right alongside with you, or he does not work right alongside with me um, with a different. Well, I guess in a way he does. He 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 calls himself my flunky, <laughs> but he's not listening. <laughs> he's not listening. You ask him, he gonna say I'm just her flunky, but <laughs> he, he he's not my flunky. But that's his little joke. But he um most of the time he's the one when I have an idea or um I wake up. First thing in the morning, after good morning, I'm rambling off because of a dream I've had or something I went to sleep on thinking about. He's the one that's pushing me in the back to to do it. He's my setup guy. He's my financial supporter. Um, mm-hmm. He's always front and center. Um, whatever I need in every in any area. Um, he's he's my right hand guy with everything that I do. So he's like my shot. Shout out to your right hand guy. You shout his name out. <laughs> yes, his name is Eva. <laughs> shout out. Okay, get it, <laughs> get it, husband. Get it. That's right. You're not a flunky. You are not a flunky. You are her influencer. That's what you are. That's right. That's, that's, that's right. Exactly what he is. <laughs> that is so He's right. He's online listening and tickled at the same time because I, that's normally. Ask him who he is and what he do. He tell you he's just my flunky. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you are no flunky. No sir. That's right. That's, That's right. right. No sir. <laughs> you are the influencer. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Now, Keisha, this is Tony. With so with so many different things that you have your hand in, so many different pots. Do you see yourself creating another? Um, Nonprofit entities as as that you have already because you I think you have like four did you say there was about four of them do well, you see yourself creating another I I do not as of right now Crown for Purpose actually is only one nonprofit it just has different programs different okay like an so umbrella different legs right okay. it has different legs. To, to hold it up. So it's actually only one nonprofit, and Flawed and Beautiful actually is an online store. So it has, like, my T-shirts and books and, like, um, prayer journals. There's, like, a self-love challenge on there. So I only have the one nonprofit. But mm. as far as adding anything additional, 
right now, I don't see me adding anything additional because my purpose basically covers everything that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, you're doing some amazing work, and, and, and we wish you nothing but continued success. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And I love what you guys are doing, too. I've been following and keep it up. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so yes, much. Yes, we definitely appreciate that. Now, you know, here on Let's Chat, we always like to do something fun. And T always comes up with some great fun questions for our guests. So I'm excited um, what creatively um, fun questions that she's come up with. For you, for you today. <laughs> okay. She she kind of got me over here, Lee. You know that doesn't happen happen very often. <laughs> wow. But I'm trying I'm trying to keep it like on on the right right track. You know, I can my mind can go off on any direction, but I'm trying to keep it on a good track tonight. Keisha. <laughs> We'd have had to have your husband log off. Just log off and go in the kitchen. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it clean tonight. I'm gonna keep it clean, Lisa. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. But Keisha, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> joining us tonight on Let's Chat. We know you have a busy schedule, and we appreciate you carving some time out. This is what spending with me and Lisa and our listeners tonight. But um. You were hosted if you were hosted a dinner party and you can invite three famous guests and that can influence and help you in on this journey, who would they be and why? I would Oprah would be number one, um, because she's phenomenal. I would love to um pick her brain because she's also from Mississippi and she's a mm-hmm. survivor. So I would definitely want to pick her brain. Um, my second person will be P. Diddy. I love P. Diddy, and I know he is a businessman, so I would definitely want to pick his brain um, to see what his input would be, although we're in different um, industries. But I would definitely want to pick his brain to see, um, from a business standpoint, what information that he could give me. Um, mm-hmm. The third person, I had to think on that one for a second. Off my head because that's already <laughs> already on my, on my list. <laughs> I um, you know who came to my mind? <laughs> just listening to you tonight, Michelle Obama. For some reason, she just came to my mind. Um, and what she can bring. Her. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's just you know. Mhm. Well, you're doing some amazing work. Thank you, ladies. I greatly appreciate it. I really do. You're very welcome. Yes, we appreciate you coming and kicking with us in the chat room tonight. We cannot wait for your next book, your next project, your next event. Just make sure you let us know so that we can have you here on the chat room. I sure will. Thank you, ladies, so much for having me. It definitely was a, <laughs> a amazing interview, and you guys are so hilarious. I enjoyed it. I try. I try to keep it clean, Tisha. I try to. T- I try to keep it clean, girl. <laughs> next time, no, I don't know. You have to leave your. You have to leave your pearls on the counter and give your husband some earplugs. I'll, 
I can't promise you the next time. I, I can't promise you to be like that the next time, but uh, just be prepared. Fuck some pearls. <laughs> Got you. Next time I'll be ready. I'll tell him don't tune in. Don't tune in. <laughs> or maybe he might want to. Hmm. <laughs> he is hilarious. I don't look. He's, he's a whole. He's a whole personality by himself. He's hilarious. So. Oh, well, I I can play right into that. Tell him to tune in. Tell him to tune in. Tell him to tune in. All right. I sure will. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So please just shout out your social media handles while you're here, uh, Keisha, and that where everyone can get your work and anything that you have coming up. Okay, so I have three social. Well, they're the same on all on all platforms, but it's I am Keisha. It's with two a the two H's, no A Smith. So it's I am Keisha Smith. Um, proud for purpose and flawed and beautiful and beautiful is B E Y O U B U beautiful. Mm-hmm. Nice spin on that word. <laughs> yeah, be you. <laughs> yeah, you can find me. I love it. I love it. Instagram. Awesome. Thank you, ladies. You're very welcome. <laughs> and again, you are you always are... welcome in the chat room. You have a great evening. Mm-hmm. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. <laughs> I enjoyed that, Leash. Yeah, it's so, it's so sweet. sweet. Like, like the way you hear her on the call, that's how uh-huh. she is. Like, she's just really, really sweet. She has a sweet spirit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like good energy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and authentic. You know, it's coming from her heart. Yes. You know, and 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 mm-hmm. it's all coming from her heart, from a place where she wants to help those that need help, and that's so 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 needed today, Leash. Absolutely. I definitely agree. Um, who was it? Kevin Costner? Mm-hmm. I think it was Kevin Costner who, who said that he does not recognize um, the United States anymore. Like, he doesn't recognize our country anymore, our voice, what we stand for. And I, and I really agree. And so when I hear people like Keisha doing those things to to just make the world a better place, make us a better country. I love it. Mm-hmm. And make us a better people as well. That's right. This is Les Chat. I am Miss Leisha. You know I got my right hand. And most of the time, y'all, let me tell you, child, she is my Les, the fabulous Miss <laughs> Tony. We are talking now. Talk today in the chat room, child. This is just girl talk. We have the fabulous Keisha Smith. If you missed her interview, no worries. Just head over to our archives after the show because, honey, we about to have a good time with the fabulous Avery Good. It's after the show, run over to our archives and listen to that first interview, or you can catch it on iTunes or any podcast app. We have our next fabulous guest, and, you know, we always have a good time because she keeps it all good. <laughs> we got good Avery in the house. Hey. hey, hey, how y'all doing? We are good, girl. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. You know what? Thank wait, you guys wait, for having me. Where Tony get the voice from? Where Tony get the I know, right? From? Tony, that is so not you. You know you're a good girl. Tony, I know, is, I Tony know. you're the good one. Dad, we've corrupted her, Lisa. 
No, no, it's not so much. Shame. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so how no, are no, my beautiful queens? We are We are Oh my gosh, well, how are you? I am. I'm good. It was such. Such a pleasure to see you guys at you know to see you at the awards, you know, Leisha, see you looking good. I, I love that. You looking you know, good, girl. Thank you so much. <laughs> you know, my girls, they try to keep me together because I have no clue. But I'm really I'm grateful. I'm blessed um, by you and Miss Tony. Miss Tony, please stop sharing those evil food videos, please. <laughs> I'm just saying, girl. You know, see, I'm just like, she likes to cook. She likes to cook. She likes to cook. <laughs> well, yes. Look, I'm going to need you to send me an invite, a plate or something. Look, how, how can a sister be down? I'm just like, if she shared one more thing and I'm hungry. <laughs> Girl, I had to put a dinner together before the show because I, I don't want I'd had to make sure the family and the hubby can eat. I made some some meatloaf tonight and some spinach oh. and some rice and some biscuits. Oh my gosh! And it don't be nasty food she posts. You know, sometimes on social media people post food and it be nasty, whether it's real or uh, a video. Yeah, I just be like, you know, well, what? some of this stuff that people post, they just shouldn't. <laughs> They shouldn't. But Lisa can attest that I'm a cooker. When I get to Georgia, her kitchen is my kitchen, and she'd be ready for me, girl. Oh, my gosh. That gives it over. I, I need to come is. to your kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you want to cook a soup? You want to cook a soup? No, I, I'm an eater. No, I'm an eater. So that's oh, she's going to be with you, Lisa. I'm an eater. <laughs> Look, I, I got my, I, I have, I, I carry my own spoon, fork, and knife in my backpack. I do. I, I, I can take a picture and send it to you. Yeah, we are a mess. Oh, that's so funny oh, stuff right there. We ain't even, we ain't even, we ain't even spotlight you for a minute. So let me go back, rewind. We want you to tell everybody a little bit about yourself, your literary journey, and your work. Well, I am author Avery Good. I am the author of the Pillow Princess series, Dishonest, and I'm about to release a new book called Crying Meadows and also the Head Doctor series. Um, I'm almost finished with Head Doctor Part 2, a frequel. That's my word. So if you hear anybody use it, you know, I'm like Ray J. I, I said it first. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm petty, y'all. My kids call me petty crocker. But anywho, um, that's you know that's who I am. I'm I'm constantly I'm working on a few new projects or whatever. I started my own publishing company called Good Girls Publications, and uh, under Good Ooh. Girls we released Dishonest, and I released Head Doctor under that, and then Head Doctor Part Two will be out under that as well. But I started a mainstream imprint called Leverage Media Group, and I will be releasing Crying Meadows under that because that's more of a mainstream book, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's about a, a rich mm-hmm. uh, couple here in Atlanta who killed the homeless people and used their decomp to fertilize the grass on their golf oh. Um, you know what? I'm not fooling with you and your imagination mm-hmm. today. I'm not fooling with you and yeah. your imagination today. We're not I, doing I this. I want to hear not more. 
Yes, I, I, I honestly believe wow. you know, wow. I'm telling you. Cozy mystery over here. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I can honestly say, ladies, I am very blessed um, by how God is growing me up in my career, and He's maturing my writing, and He's making it better. Because I think with every book that I write, they get better. They're more creative. They're more original, and um, oh, they're crazy. You know, I mean, like, really. And I I think, okay, so Head Doctor is my first, you know, that's my first book that I wrote. It was just erotica. But uh-huh. I think that that book, man, and it, I think it is really a good book. Have you guys had a chance to read it? Now, Avery, you know, I don't it. usually, I, I, I've been telling Alicia about this book. I don't usually jump in an author's inbox, but I was in your inbox as soon as I read the last word. Do you remember? I, mean, I was like, girl. Tell me, part two is dropping tonight. Yeah, yeah it's it's coming. Let me tell you that damn Kalia. Let me let me tell now, Alicia. Since you haven't read it, we don't want to give you know give too much of it. Girl. But that damn Kalia, you know, sometimes I forget number one that she's not a real person, and then I'll be fussing at her like they just real. She real. Mm-hmm. I was fussing at it too, girl. I was fussing. At, you know, Alicia, I don't, I don't usually get in, a, in an inbox, but I was in Avery's that night. <laughs> I'm really wow. proud of that work. Oh. I am. I am very proud of that work. However, if and I'm and I'm going to tell people, if you liked part one, you are mm-hmm. going to love part two because Kalia, you know, at some point, you know, they say that characters they transition and of course they do but everybody don't go from bad to good some people go from bad to worse mm-hmm. Child, I, I can't wait I just posted that, would be that. I just posted that like everybody does not well I say everybody does not deserve your energy because they, they double don't. come and I saw that and destroy yes yes it is True, because people, the devil will come disguised, and it'll be yeah. disguised mm-hmm. in a situation. You'll think, oh, this is going to yes. get better. Everything's going to get better. And you'll be like, what happened? Wait a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes. Now, I can say that, um, and of course, it's a lot that I can't say, but I can say this. I was in a situation, and then when I was in that situation, I heard a message from Real Talk Kim. And it mirrored almost everything you just said, because mm. she said the the enemy is cunning, and so he's not luring people mm-hmm. with with bad stuff anymore. He's disguising it as good things, right? Right. And That's so right. What I thought, and you know, people. what I thought was a, a right, but what I thought, I thought, I thought this situation was a good thing, but what God started to show me, it wasn't a God thing. And so it, there's a difference between mm-hmm. a good thing and a God mm-hmm. thing. And he was like, and this is not where you're supposed, you know, this isn't where you're supposed to be. And so mm-hmm. I wasn't aware, you know, what he was saying, but he started, he was like, that's okay. You know, I get it. You don't understand right now, but I'm going to show you. And so then he mm-hmm. did. And I was like, oh, Lord, you know, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. Lord, you know, I, I need you now. I'm like Smokey Norfolk. I need you now, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I need you, Lord. Yes. And so, 
you know, he, you know, thankfully, you know, he was like, you know, I'm going to deliver you from this, but I need you to open your eyes and, and, and wait long enough to hear from me before you enter into any situation going forward. So that's what I'm doing, you know. I'm I'm doing me, and you, know, you know, right now. And it's not, mm-hmm. I don't think so much that every situation that every person you meet um, is that that doesn't go the right way is necessary, e- necessarily evil or not right. badly. I think that everything has mm-hmm. a season. Everything has a reason. And Absolutely. we get stuff, and we want to hold on to everything we get, not knowing that that wasn't meant for you to hold on to. They weren't meant right. for you to hold on to. It was meant for you to have this experience because you needed to learn something. Because the next place I was Absolutely. taking you, you're gonna need to learn. You're gonna need to use these things that you learned, or you needed to be this person that I needed you to be to go mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of times, even even in relationships, you you say, oh, you know, it was a horrible relationship. Yada yada yada. That it's not that the relationship was horrible. You were trying to hold on to something that was only meant to be there for a season. Right. Mhm. And I understand mm-hmm. that. I understand that. Now, and I'm grateful. Look now, because when you go through it, because you, you when you go through it, you like I don't understand what's going on. What happened? Why is this? Why is that? We questioning everything, and we not really listening. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So well, I'm shutting up. You know, and I'm I'm quiet long enough to actually hear back from God, and uh, mm-hmm. and I'm and like I said, I'm grateful, and you know, and and the crazy thing is, and this is the crazy thing, you know, I don't write anything faith based, but everything that I've written, I always pray <laughs> and ask mm-hmm. God, you know, for mm-hmm. inspiration and stuff, and I ask Him for ideas. And, um, you know, I know people are like, okay, wait a minute. You prayed and asked God for that. And I'm like, girl, he know who I am. He and knows you who mean. I am. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, he knows who I am. So I'm I'm grateful. You know, he knows me. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, I knew she was going to, you know, do that. I knew she was going to say that or whatever. But, yeah, he knows. He sure does. And he always comes through. And and the thing is, when he puts us in these situations, you know how some people say, oh, if God isn't in it. Oh, God was in it when you went there. That's why you went mm-hmm. there, because he told you this is what I need you to do. So he he put you there. It just so happened is you stopped listening to him along the way, mm-hmm. and and you went to the left when you should have went to the right. And so mm-hmm. being as you didn't listen, like everything is a consequence. I, I, I look at like relationships or even the things that we're supposed to do, kind of like a contract. So I had, I wanted to switch alarm companies, right? And so I'm Uh ready. I'm like, I think, and I didn't check. I said, I think the contract with the other one is over, and I can just go ahead on the switch. So I had called the new company, child, they was in here. They they had set everything up, everything. And uh, I called to cancel the other service. And they were like, well, you still have another year with us, um, or you can pay X amount of dollars. I I had to call the other company and have them come and refund me everything back because, you know, it was within the seven-day period. They had to refund everything back. They had to um, 
come and take out their equipment. The other company had to come back, put the other equipment back in, child, a whole mess. And something was like, this is what life is. If we mm-hmm. don't wait until the end of a contract, until a situation has to end, a relationship has to end, or, or that part of yourself has to end, there's always penalties. There's penalties and consequences that we pay because we didn't wait. Mm-hmm. Now, if you mm-hmm. wait until it's time, then it's more of a smoother transition and you don't have penalties and all of this extra stuff. But when we go to the left, when we're supposed to, instead of going to the right before it's time, you see, I mean, like for a whole three days, for, for a whole three days, it was just like I was calling back and forth. And I was like, see, this, first of all, I should have checked before I just did it. Mhm. Can't get that time back. And sometimes you gotta. That's right. But sometimes you gotta check with God. Sometimes you gotta check Absolutely. with Him. If there's something that's in your, that you want to do or you think you want to do, sometimes you gotta go back and check with Him. Mhm. Check with Him oh, and, yeah. and and see. Mm. I'm on that's, my soapbox that's, that's now. Part. <laughs> Girl, we'll be okay. passing. We'll be passing the plate in a minute. Look. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Avery, this is Tony. I want to hear more about this, uh, this, this crime drama. You know, that's that's right crime. up my alley. What this, crime this, uh, Is that the one with the dead people? <laughs> yes, it's it's called Crying Meadows. You know, like tears and crying meadows. Oh, but crying, crying, okay. Crying meadows, and the reason why it's called that is because in the book, the Golf and Country Club is called Lush Meadows, but the employees have coined it crying meadows because every time the wind blows like a valet might say something like it sounds like a woman is crying and so the boys call it crying meadows and that's that's where the um where it it comes from and so well this the couple the meadows they they're very wealthy a wealthy white couple here in georgia and, um, mm-hmm. you know, it looks like on the outside they've got this perfect life, but they don't. Um, the husband is a notorious rake, you know, and the wife, she bless her heart. She just, she's a blonde. So, you know, she's just really <laughs> clueless or whatever, and he's having affair after affair. But mm-hmm. she discovers after she snaps one night, she discovers that decomp does miracles to your garden and to your grass. And so she oh. comes up with this brilliant idea. She was like, listen, because they at the golf and country club that they that they run, they inherited it, and it was failing. Um, you know, the membership was down, and they were really, you know, just like two bill collectors away from Skid Row. But she was like, hey, listen, I know I got this idea. I know how we can save, you know, the club or whatever. And so – it fast forwards, you know, to five years later where and she's uh-huh. put this thing in place. You know, she has this nonprofit organization where she's actually helping homeless people. Uh-huh. But, of course, you know, we know that every living here in Atlanta, everybody doesn't want to be helped or whatever. Uh-huh. And so one thing that I've discovered is that even though they do try to do like a, a census to include the homeless people. Homeless people are the most unaccounted for population, like mm-hmm. real talk. 
And so, you know, your Uncle Bud, Bud could be out in the streets for years and no one ever know where Bud is. They just know he's out there. Oh, he out there somewhere, girl. He come home every now and again, you know, mm-hmm. because that's what a lot of them do. And so she was counting on that, and she um, comes up with this very intricate system on how she gets them in and then how she kills them. And, you know, I don't Ooh. kill people um, like everybody else. I, I just don't. I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever read Pillow Princess, but I killed somebody in that book using being gay. Because Ooh. you can really kill people using being gay. Girl. I mean, like, yeah, you, you just really can. You know. I you have that book. I have to read you it. Can, you can kill, mm-hmm. I have it. You can kill people you, with Visine. You can kill people with Visine. Yeah. Yep. And a little liquor. You can put some um, eggs on an air conditioner and they can die. Mm-hmm. There's tons of stuff you could do. All righty now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, you know, I'm pretty sure that, um, my IP address is on somebody's watch list. I'm I'm pretty sure um, that some of the things that I've researched. But you know what the crazy thing is? Is that I'm uh-huh. not the crazy one. I'm not. The crazy person is the one who put the damn answers off in there in the first place. Because that's the crazy person. Right? You're the fine, right? Right. You, you have to be crazy, too, because you had the answer that I was looking for. So, yeah, you're yeah. So that's who that's who's really crazy. And mm-hmm. not just you, Avery. How many other people are looking for something like that? Similar. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And they're right. not authors. they're not trying to write a book. Mhm. They trying to get extra info. You ain't did nothing wrong. <laughs> right. Oh my yeah, god. Well so, I can't wait for this. It's, I it's can't a, wait. It's a really, really good book. Um Navi uh, Robbins over at North Shore Graphics. He just finished the cover for it. And, yeah, we um, love Nobby. We yeah, I love, love Nobby. I do. That's my broski. But he just finished the cover, so I'm going to probably do like a cover reveal um, this weekend. But the crazy thing about the picture, um, once you see the cover, it looks really spooky. I had, we had a, a, we did a photo shoot for that. I wanted an original picture. I didn't want any um, stock photos, but it's so crazy how the photographer took the picture. I promise you, it looks like a skeleton's hand is in this mm. picture, but it's mm-hmm. a leaf. But when you see it, you're going to be like, oh my God. And I was like, how crazy is this that, you know, when you start to read the content of the book and find out what it's about, and then you see the cover and then see that skeleton hand, and it all just correlates. I'm like, thank you, God. It just falls into place. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. people enjoy that as much as they like my other stuff. But this is, you know, a different Avery. I just want to write good books for good mm-hmm. people That's- who love to read good books. Mm-hmm. Now, Alicia and I, we're a book bougie here on, on Let's Chat, and we're not ashamed of it. Mm-hmm. So those, 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 those covers, you know, they, they, they got a peak, and then the title and the girl is all like a, a reveal for us. And, you know, mm-hmm. you can't have one without it's the other two. <laughs> but, you know, that's eye candy. Your cover is mm-hmm. eye candy. You know what? Everything on the cover is eye candy, right down to the font. Because, you know, if the font mm-hmm. isn't right, then it throws you off. Right. It's like, uh, it doesn't look right. Like everything is eye candy. The author's name, the cover, the the summary on the, the back, 
your, your the colors, the colors they have the flow. If it's a series, I'm so I'm really really picky. I like clean crisp covers. So when I pick uh, the covers for Reese World, you know I like clean crisp covers. They have to be clean and crisp. They can't have too much going on, too too much. Um, activity, but they have to be consistent if you're writing a series, right? And so, Absolutely. you mm-hmm. know how some people have all these different books, and then like two of the books don't match. It bugs me. Like, how come mm-hmm. you just didn't go ahead and change that first chapter so that that first book so that it could blend together and and flow? Mm-hmm. I know I'm bougie like yeah. that, y'all. <laughs> but speaking of cover, Avery, I love the new cover on Head Doctor. Thank you very much. Navi did that too. Look, mm-hmm. Navi has done. Well, he did my cover for Dishonest. He's working on the cover for Head Doctor Part Two right now. Even as we mm-hmm. speak, y'all. I'm sorry, that's my fax machine. I and the phone. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where it is. It's like <laughs> hidden somewhere. But I, you know, I said Navi, listen. Thank you. I said Navi, listen. I want it sexy. But I also want it, just in case, if I decide I want to go to the Fallsbrook um, Book Fest, which is in Houston, it's at a church, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. They, they don't care what your content is, but they don't care what your content is, but your cover has to be tasteful. I said, I want to leave, mm-hmm. a, I mean, you know, yeah, she's in her uh, white doctor's coat and her bra, whatever, but it leaves a little something to the imagination Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I, I just love it. And then I, I like the fact that it's bright because, I mean, and, and no shade to anyone. It's just so many dark covers out there. I mean, and all of them look so much alike. The beautiful girl, the dude standing somewhere in the background over this dark city mm-hmm. somewhere. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I was that, like, that, you know, I, I want mm-hmm. something different. That's that all. cover is hot. It's hot. Thank you very much. But you know what? I'm, I'm glad that you said that, though, and I'm glad that you wanted to put that out there because I, I think that us as women, you know, when you look at Instagram and social media and, you know, even magazines, they make it seem like you got to be half naked to draw people in, and you don't. You know, for women to be drawn in to your, to your cover, they don't have to be mm-hmm. half naked. If you can have something that, that just draws the attention, creates imagination. She can have it could be a shoe, it could be it could be anything. Things that just spark and and pull people in, and that's what creates eye. That's what we call eye candy. And so the cover right. because it's it's so sexy, but yet it's not real sexy. Like it's not sexy, but it's sexy. Not an over you know the what top. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It I, I, I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yep. that's he did a great he job with that. I'm really though. pleased. Yeah, we we haven't had him on. We need to get him in the, the chat room. We haven't had him on in a minute. He he had posted something not too long ago that 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 I was like, whoa. He was like, what's the matter, Miss Tony? What you worried about? I like some, something he has coming out. He in a post. I don't know if you saw it, Avery Elise, but I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't usually comment on things like that, so it really got me. He's like, whoa, you was quick to it. <laughs> but, yeah, um, Navi is always posting. He's always, he's always posting something, but he is so awesome. Um, 
Mm-hmm. When I, we, I got to meet him for the first time, was it last year? Yes. It was oh, last the year summer. before last. It was last summer. I met him. A, he's so yeah, awesome. Yeah, last summer. I think one. So he's awesome. And he's an author, graphic designer. He he's, uh, does more than just that. Like, he's very yeah, talented, he, y'all. He is. He's, you know, he typesets. I think he's even, you know, um, getting maybe off into the editing piece or whatever, but he's almost going to be a one-stop shop in a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. You're so he right. He really is. Mm-hmm. You got that right. <laughs> well, as you know, here on Let's Chat, we like, mm-hmm. and we know that you ain't got no pearls <laughs> and you ain't wearing no shades, so ain't no telling what Miss T going to ask you, child. I hope Uh-oh. the kids ain't listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lord, Ooh, you know, as soon as I found out Avery was on the show, my mind was gone. <laughs> but first, Avery, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We know you got a busy schedule. We appreciate you calling some time out to spend it with me and Leisha here on Let's Chat. But um, we love hearing our guests' creative juices flow, and you got some creative juices to flow, girl. I want We want you to give us a live excerpt, and I'm going to give you two props to put into that excerpt, and we're going to use Miss Kalia because she, she, she's just meant she, to be you. <laughs> yes, she is. Bad. She's bad. Look, she uses what she got to get what she wants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, clearly. Now, I know. Right now, Miss Kalia's two props tonight. I, I I could just go off on a whole prop list, but I'm going to give her two props, and we want you to give us a lot insert and just create a scene with her with that. And you can bring in anybody else in the scene. But her first prop is a Mac red lipstick, and her other prop is a machete. And we mm. want you to use those. <laughs> you know she likes to kill folk. Uh, That's mm-hmm. why I gave her that machete girl with some red Mac lipstick. Khalil walked to the private beach wearing nothing but her red Mac lipstick. Sebastian laid down on the Chase Lounge, waiting hard, stiff as a rock, but he had on his Speedo. Kalia had a machete behind her back, and she told him, get up. And she took the machete, and she cut the piece of loincloth off of her man so that she could expose his thick, hard dick. Then she tells him, now get down on your knees, and you know exactly what to do. Obediently, Sebastian falls to his knees before her, and he takes his forefinger and his index finger, and he parts her lips, and he begins to feast on her as if this was his last meal. Do I need to say something else? I don't know. I mean, do I I keep going? I don't know. (laughs) what What you can do is you can just take that, you can put that in some in the content. We're not going to ask you for no coin for that there, right there. But um, go and throw that in your book somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I may have to. And throw I in the ladies, or let's chat right along with them. <laughs> oh, Lord. 
You know, it's so funny because that was, I, I and, met, and a blindfold, and a blindfold, and a blindfold, a blindfold. <laughs> well, you know that, um, and and Alicia, you have to read it. But a lot of the things that I've discussed in here, Doctor Part One, as far as the um, sexual dysfunctions that they deal with, um, those are mm-hmm. actual. I got those out of the DSM four that um, real psychologists and psychiatrists are actually dealing with today. And I did my research on that to see, you know, exactly Mm -hmm. how do they work through that. And it's so funny Mm -hmm. that you would say something about a blindfold because that's a sexual dysfunction called amorophilia. And that's that's a person who can only become sexually um, aroused by sensory deprivation. So she's mm-hmm. already dealing really? with somebody in the dark. Yes, so, girl. There's some issues in that book, Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Now, okay. Yeah. Okay, so. So in the situations where, like, say it's like phone sex and stuff like that, they get off on stuff like that because it's not like they are there. Is that what you say? But they're using their senses. Mm-mm. So therefore, no, when you use your senses, you, you mentally get stimulated? No, he has to actually be in the presence of something. I mean, you like, and it's crazy, but you have to be blocking something, whether it's their sense of smell, um, it's their sight, but they ha- he has to be near you. You know, so really? a person who, mm-hmm. so a person, he, mm-hmm. you know, he only wants to have sex blindfolded or um, in pitch darkness or uh, you have, like, literally they plug up their ears so they can't hear absolutely anything. And, and so a person who, you know, when you deprive them of their their hearing, see, they can't, they don't know that you're coming because, see, our, our hearing connects us to our senses, you know, to, you know, that prepares us for what we're about to. Yeah, you're going to have me um, blindfolded and plug the folks ears up and everything. Look, that that really does prepare (laughs) us, you know, what you hear prepares you for what you're about to feel. And so if you can't hear a person coming, then you're in anticipation of when they're going to touch you. And that's exactly how. Yeah, that's exactly but, how that works. But Lee, she I said head doctor so was gonna um, say Yes, I was about to say she so many in part one. You gotta read part one that you will be did blown you away. That, did you get that erectile dysfunction? Because you know that's a real thing over over forty. But but you know, or men over fifty, that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. You got to get that in the book and how to, and you know, so you can educate how to get around that. I dealt with that. Mm-hmm. And in part one, I actually I had a head, I had a head class, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm going to have a continuation of that class. Like the the continuation of this class, it's going to teach you how to um, trick that gag reflex. Mm-hmm. I like that head class in part one too. I, I peep that. So enough. <laughs> so I have- enough. I have quite a few pages marked. Let's just say that. <laughs> Child, yes, whole trick yes, bag yes. in a in a in a book in a read. <laughs> yes, she had a yes. Class. I enjoy it. She had a class going writing. on in the book. <laughs> we enjoyed reading it. 
And we thank yeah. you. It was it was fun writing that, you know, and I'm enjoying part one. I'm a uh, part two. I'm almost done with it. Mm-hmm. And so that's mm-hmm. why, you know, Navi he's working on the um the cover now and I have my typesetter um and my editor on standby. And so mm-hmm. what I've been doing is so that I don't have to keep you guys waiting. I've been sending her chapters um, so she can work on them now. I'm not going to send her the entire wait until I'm finished. You know, I'm, I am going to send it all back to her, but I want her to start looking at my grammar, my punctuation, all of that. You know, does chapter one even make sense? You know, um, does it does it gel well with the end of part one? You know, I need it mm-hmm. to all make sense. I need this book to flow, and I don't want to just overwhelm her. So. I'm, I'm uh-huh, having her uh-huh. work on all of that stuff now so we can get all this stuff going, and this book can come on now. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, we'll be waiting, girl. <laughs> I might have I'm to really, read part I'm gonna one. I'm going to have to get that one. I'm going to have to get that one. I'm going to have to get that one. Mm-hmm. And take me some notes. And be mm-hmm. like, hey. You know, I was thinking when I started doing, I was like, you know, I should have had me some little tab things um, Mm -hmm. so I could give them out with the book or whatever. You know, those little tabs, you can pull off one and just, yeah, I should give those out. Like, here, Mm -hmm. go ahead and take that. You might want to mark a page or two. You Mm -hmm. you may not want a bunny here. Mm-hmm. The little color tab. That's right. Tab. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I might get some of those and be like, here, you know, there's a couple of tutorials up in there. Go on ahead and make yourself at home in the book. <laughs> little workbook, little workbook. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well, we, we thank appreciate you, so you much. for coming and kicking with us in the chat room. You know that. Thank you for you always welcome me here. In. Always welcome thank you. here. I appreciate you guys. By the time Head Doctor 2 is is ready, I will have Head Doctor 1 read. And then since I know Tony was in your inbox, just know that I will be in your inbox. Boom. You know what? And you can be. And and, you have my number. I sent it to you. So, girl, if you need to call me, please do. I'm up at the weirdest hour. We need a lunch lunch book club Mm -hmm. meeting. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, please have when I be in town. Don't I want to be invited? <laughs> you know what? That's a deal. That's a deal. That is That's a deal. deal. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> well, Avery, you know we so appreciate you spending some time with us. We always have a great time when you come into the chat room. So just know that this Thank is your you. home. You are always welcome when you want to drop something. Even if you want to just, you know, run some, some ideas by me and Leash, we open. Just let us know. We make it happen. I appreciate that. That's right. That. That's right. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. Thank you all so much for having having me again. And to all your listeners, thank you guys so much for joining and for being faithful to the ladies of Let's Chat. Oh, thank y'all, you. I'll be good or thank be good. You. you have a I great evening. Okay. I will. Don't, don't hurt nobody. I won't. <laughs> I'm going to well, see the Well, if you do, make sure you document it in the book. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, yeah. Um, 
y'all, oh, God, we don't even have enough time, but I'm going to have to tell y'all about my new project called Lead Us Not. Y'all know I write true fiction. Let me just put that out there. But, yes, 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 yes. So that'll be another book and another uh, radio show. All right. We're looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything yes, you want to share? I, I love you guys so much. Thank you for everything. You're so welcome. We love you more. All right, Sam. Hey. <laughs> you have a great evening, okay? I will. You all too. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. That's Bye. our girl, Miss Miss Avery Good. She make everything good. Yes. I love that she uses that. Hey, yes, honey. <laughs> you know you are in good hands. I know she like Absolutely. Oh, every time I turn around. Oh, you know you are in some good hands. Y'all make sure y'all head out there. Get that head doctor. And anything else in her library. Some little extra notes. We might get some extra notes for your trick bag. I'm just saying, because she put mm-hmm. some information gotta, in there. I know. I got to pull out if I can find some time and read that pillow so princess. Like, uh, maybe I did not say nothing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was fun. I had. I always enjoy when Avery comes in the chat room, girl. I always do. <laughs> I do, too. I do, too. We appreciate you guys coming to kick it with us. We will see y'all tomorrow when we will have two fabulous guests in here, the one, Moss Johnson and uh, Nikki Roundtree. I'm sorry, Nikki Roundtree. So they're going to be mm-hmm. here kicking in the uh, chat room door, so I'm excited about that. Oh, and we nice. can't wait. We're going to be talking about um, outside of the book, stepping outside of your book and pushing your brand. That will be what we're talking about on tomorrow. So I'm excited. Okay. We will see you guys tomorrow. Good night, everybody. Hey, my chin, it's Maria. I was thinking about you, and I wanted to hear your voice. I miss you so much, and I just can't wait to